You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 290, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this episode for a while. I pushed it back because some other things came into my intuition that I thought were way more important and needed at that time. But this, this one right here, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start because I've said this many, many times and I'm probably going to continue to teach on this one. A, because I'm constantly learning it. And B, because I think every human being needs to be reminded of this lesson every single day for the rest of their lives, just so you hold integrity with yourself and you don't give yourself excuses about why you aren't doing the things you need to be doing. So let's dive into the episode. This episode, episode 290, is called Why You're Not Changing the Things You Need to Change. I I should have probably said, why you're not changing the things you know you need to change, but you get what I'm saying. So I'm thinking about this episode because I wrote this episode before I seriously committed to fitness competition prep. Now, for those of you who are listening to me and who've listened to me for years, you have been with me on this journey, the ups and the downs. There have been seasons when I've been super serious about fitness competition prep because my goal at this point, I've had to change it many times, is to become an IFBB bikini pro by 50. I'm 43 and about to be a half, almost 43 and a half. So I'm giving myself the next seven years to do what I need to do to revolutionize my body so I can be an IFBB bikini pro by 50. I have no desire to be Miss Bikini Olympia, none. But I do want to be a pro. And I do probably, after becoming a pro, want to compete two to three times a year. And let me just be super vain for a moment. My real goal at the end of the day is I want to grace the cover of Oxygen Magazine in my 40s, just saying. So vanity completely. I I openly admit it and accept it. That's just a part of my being. Uh, I want to be hot by my standards, not somebody else's. And I want to be on the cover of Oxygen Magazine. So Given those goals, it is it has been interesting to see that this is the episode that I'm recording today because I have finally had the moment, the light bulb moment, the flipping of the switch that I'm about to talk about in today's episode. And for the last seven days, I have been totally, completely dialed in, vigilantly consistent on my game. Like... My eating has been so on fire and on point. In fact, I've been eating under my calories, which is why this weekend I had to eat more calories to compensate, but my macros are on fire. And the only thing I can tell you that's different between me starting fitness competition prep, like I've always been good with the workouts, but the eating has been the problem. The only thing I can tell you the difference is between the last seven days and all the months before it where I could not get my poop in a scoop is really what I'm about to talk about in this episode. I have just finally gotten to the point after having COVID, uh, after gaining as much weight, I'm a former personal trainer, to have as much body fat as is currently on my body is so literally uncomfortable that I finally got to the threshold of pain where I said, no more. That's it. All in. And I can't tell you that I made myself get there because I've been trying to make myself get there for two years at this point. But I can tell you COVID was a wake up call. I can tell you lying on the couch for two weeks straight, not being able to do anything but feel pain, 
muscle aches, headaches, uh, chills, then sweats, fever. Oh, that was certainly a wake-up call. And boy, did I get my poop in a scoop after I recovered from that, and I'm still recovering from it. So I want you to, to understand the context before I dive into the material that I'm living this right now. That switch has flipped. I am focused, laser. I don't have to think heavily about, well, what am I going to eat and can I commit? No, no. In my mind right now, the body that I want to be able to step on the stage and become an IFBB bikini pro, it's done. That's how certain I am at this point. And it's taken me two years to get to this place of certainty. So I'm saying all of this because I'm going to have a get it together talk with us, me and you, because, you know, we're all in this together. I'm going to have a get it together talk with me and you. And I just want you to know that I'm not, everything that I'm about to say about why you're not changing the things you need to change, it's not as easy as it sounds. And it's not simply a matter of you making yourself do the things you know you need to do. There is a synchronicity piece of this where this, you gotta be able to flip the switch. Either you need to know how to flip switches within you, or then you're just gonna have to wait till life presents you with situations like life did with COVID for me. And then it forces you to that point. I don't like the forcing part, but I'm stubborn. So I tend to do that a lot. But again, I want you to take away from this episode that I'm not saying what I'm about to say is not easy. It is very simple. It's not easy. But you've got to be the one to decide to flip the switch, period, end of story. So let's dive into the material. Why you're not changing the things you know you need to change. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I got this episode weeks ago from, of course, Pinterest quote. You know, I love Pinterest. And it, I don't know who wrote it. So it's unknown. Author is unknown. Was not me, but someone else. And here is the uh, the quote. Your desire to change must be greater than your desire to stay the same. Let me say this again. Your desire to change must be greater than your desire to stay the same. See, if you sit around spending a lot of time, uh, what do they call it? Ruminating, ruminating about why, you know, you, you know the things you need to change. You know in your money, you know in your career, you know in your business, you know in your relationship, you know in your finances, you know in your, like, we all know the things we need to change. Like people can lie to themselves and say, I don't know what needs to change about me, but you know, I mean, let's be honest. If you were seriously going to talk to yourself and look yourself in the mirror, you know exactly what needs to change about you. I'm not talking about other people, I'm talking about you. You know what needs to change. So I, I, I rarely believe people who tell me, I have no idea what to change in my life. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know. So then you might have the next question. Okay, yeah, maybe I do know what I need to change. I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to save six months worth of living expenses. And I'm not doing that. I'm just spending money like it's going out of style. Uh, I know I need to change jobs. I know this business no longer resonates with me. I need to transition. I need to take the steps to transition into a new business, right? And you're going, I know, I know what I need to change. So why am I not doing it, right? I've had, listen, I can't tell you the number of times I've had this conversation with myself. Why? I know what needs to change. Why am I not doing it? For the last two years, I've had this conversation about fitness competition prep, just so you know. Let me give you the answers and they're not pleasant. And, and I've given them to myself over and over again. And they're not pleasant when I give them to myself either. So if you're feeling a little pain, you know, a little heartburn with what I'm about to say, 
Just know I'm there with you and I feel it too. So if you're asking, why am I not changing the things I know I need to change? I'm in a crappy relationship. Uh, I'm being crappy in my relationship to the other person. I'm in a business I hate and it's drudgery to, to be in this business, but it makes me lots of money and it pays for my homes and my cars and my vacations. But why am I not changing it? Because I'm miserable. Why am I not doing that? Well, you're not changing the things you know you need to change because number one, you don't want to change. Not truly. Mm -mm. At the end of the day, let's be real. If you really wanted to change something like you have in the past, just remember things that you really didn't like in your life and what you did to change them. If you really wanted to change, trust me, you would. You would. The reality is, is if you're not changing something, even though you know it needs to change, one of the reasons you're not changing it is because you don't really want to change. Not truly, not down deep. You don't want to do the work. You, you bitch about where you are right now. But at the end of the day, the truth is you do get a little pleasure out of bitching. Let's be clear. And bitching is less painful than actually doing the work of changing the thing. So let's just be clear. It's, it's the pain pleasure principle that Tony Robbins talks about all the time at work. The pain of staying where you know you shouldn't be is still less painful than the pain of changing it, even though you know it needs to change. That is the pain pleasure principle in a nutshell. Okay. Because at the end of the day, here's what's true. And I heard this from a therapist and I, it still blows me away to think about it because it's so simple. And yet, if you really think about what this means, it hurts to face this truth. And this is what the therapist said. People do what they want to do and don't do what they don't want to do. Now, listen, I know that sounds simple. Let me say it again, because I want you, I want it to land for you. People, including us, do what they want to do and don't do what they don't want to do. So I love it in, in situations and dynamics. I'll give you one example. I'm going to get messy in this episode. So just get ready. I love it when there's a person dating someone who's married. So they're not married to the person. I'm not going to attach genders to it because it goes both ways. There's a person who is in a relationship with someone who's married and they want a a monogamous committed relationship with the married person they're in relationship with. But the line they keep getting from the married person is, I can't leave yet because I still need to do this. I have children to think about. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Give me all the bullshit answers you want to give me. But the person who's on the outside waiting for the person who's married to finally get a divorce is it is accepting these bullshit lines about why they're not leaving the marriage. Can I just help you out with some truth about that? For anyone who's in that particular torturous cycle of something like that. The reason the person you're in a relationship with who's married to somebody else hasn't yet filed for divorce is because they don't want to. I know that hurts. Let me say it again because you need to feel it. The reason the person who you feel deeply for and deeply want to be with and be the only person with them, the reason that married person who's married to somebody that's not you is not leaving that person for you is because they don't want to. Period. 
period. Has nothing to do with children, has nothing to do with assets, has nothing to do with the timing of a divorce. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. They don't want to leave that person for you. Let it sink in, let it hurt. Same thing in business. The reason why the client you've been chasing to, to sign up for your consulting, your coaching, sign a contract, sign a licensing agreement, if they've been telling you no for the last six to nine months, the reason why they're saying no to you is not because they don't have the money. It's not because it's not the right time. It's not because they want to look at their other options. The reason why they're not signing up to be your client is because they don't want to. Let it land and let it hurt. People do what they want to do and don't do what they don't want to do. Because the moment you let it land and let it hurt, you know what the reality is? You move on from that because you go, okay, your actions are showing me. You you don't want to be with me if you're not going to file for divorce. And you don't want to be my client if you don't want to sign up with me. So I can make peace that I'm not what you want, business or life. And I can move on. But so long as I'm sitting in the limbo of buying into bullshit excuses from clients or potential clients or potential long-term relationships, don't buy into the bullshit of excuses. Their actions tell you everything you want to know. Because at the end of the day, here's what's true for all people. They do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. And this applies to us. Let me bring it back to us. If you're not changing something, that you know you need to change. Here's the simple truth. You don't want to change it. Not right now you don't. You don't want to change it. You don't want it to be different. Because you know what? If you really truly did, you would. If you really wanted to change the thing or things that you know need to change, you would change it. So let's just accept the fact if there's anything in our lives that we are not handling, that we know we need to handle in life or business, and in this moment, we're just not, we're not doing it. We know the steps. We know the way. We know the approach. We're just not taking any action on it. It's because you simply don't want to accept it. Now, here's the other thing of why you're not changing the things you know you need to change. If you really wanted to change something, if the something that you really wanted to change was actually causing you way, way more pain to stay in the situation, then it would cause you pain to change it. You'd change it in a heartbeat. But the reality is, is there is more comfort in staying in the state of knowing what needs to change, but not changing it. Then there is peace in doing the painful stuff that's required to get to the other side to actually change the thing that you keep complaining about needs to change. So here's the other piece of this equation. Because so many people, I've coached so many people, they're like, why am I not changing the things? I know I hate living in the city. Why have I lived in the city for 15 years? And why am I not looking for a way to move to somewhere else to another state? You know why? Because here's the thing. If you're not changing living in the city that you hate to going to the place that you love, that means the stakes aren't yet high enough and you don't feel compelled enough to make those changes, period. Like you might be complaining about living in New York City right now. And you want to go live in, you know, I mean, I don't know. You want to live in Montana. You could move to Montana if you wanted to. But the reason why you're still in New York City 
and not in Montana is because the stakes aren't yet high enough and you certainly don't feel compelled enough to actually do the work of getting your butt from New York City to Montana. Because if the, the stakes were high, you would make a way. You would create a way. You would find a way. Period. The end. But you know what? The stakes aren't high enough. It's not a big enough deal. Trust me. It's one thing when you put on 15 pounds and like your jeans are a little tight, you know, and you're saying to yourself, man, I put on 15 pounds. I need to like do something about this, right? The stakes aren't really high. Like your jeans still fit. Then you get to the next stage and you've gained, you know, 25 pounds and now you can't wear those jeans anymore. So now you've transitioned from, you know, your regular jeans to like yoga pants. And so you're in the yoga pants going, I just, I need to get back into my jeans. I have gained too much weight. I'm now in yoga pants like every single day of the week. And I know I need to do that. And you're like, oh. And so you're, you know, you're marinating on the fact that, that, that you've gotten a little fluffy. And, um, and maybe at that point it is high for you, depending on what your standards and rules are for the way that you look physically. But then maybe it's not. But boy, when you get to about 35, 40, 50 pounds and, and like, not only can you not fit into your jeans, but you're fluffy in your yoga pants and actually you are contemplating or are already in permanent sweatpants land. Yeah, the stakes become really high because now you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, my face is fat. My thighs are too big. Uh, I feel jiggly all over. I don't even want to talk about the rolls on the side that I'm feeling when I sit down. I'm shh. Then the stakes get high. Then the urgency comes. Then you start to feel compelled to go, I can't stay like this. And some people don't. Some people go even higher and higher and higher on the scale until finally they hit a point where they go, enough. So everybody's compelled point is different. And if you want to get yourself to flip the switch so that you actually start changing the things you keep bitching about that need to change, you got to figure out where your your pain threshold is. You got to figure out where that switch is. You've got to figure out what is my high stakes compelled to take action to change this place. And you got to flip that bad boy. But until you know where the threshold is, you're just kind of in the dark going, well, I hope I change. I hope I feel like it. I hope I, you know, hope is not a plan. I mean, you know, like hope, hope, hope is good. The research on hope is good. It's important to be hopeful, but that is not a plan. And so when you're asking yourself, when you're beating yourself up, your inner critic is, you know, the inner critic uses this one really well because the inner critic says to you, oh, you know what needs to be changed, but you refuse to change it. Oh, you know what needs to, the way that you communicate needs to change and the way that you interact and you're not paying enough attention in your relationship and you're not paying enough attention in your schoolwork and your, your career sucks and blah. The inner critic will use this, you know what you need to change and yet here you are sitting on the couch watching Netflix or working all the time and not focusing on your family. The inner critic will use this one against you and bludgeon you with it every single moment of every single day if you do nothing about this. So stop the trying to figure out ways to convince yourself to change. That will never get you the answer. That will just get you in a state of constant uh, analysis paralysis about this issue. Stop doing the thing where you run to every friend and you go, I know what I need to change. Why am I not changing? Don't ask them. They don't know because they're not you. They don't know. They don't know why, why you know it needs to change and yet you're not. Only you know why. And I just went over the reasons why. Here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. And hopefully this is a short episode or a shorter one. 
the truth of the matter is when you are ready to change something in your life or business, when you're truly ready, truly like it, like the pain threshold has been hit and surpassed, the switch has flipped. When you're truly ready to change, you will. And if you aren't changing, it's because in this moment that you are talking about what needs to change, but not doing anything about what needs to change. Yes, you know what needs to change, but you know what? In this moment, you really don't want to change it. Those are the facts. When you're ready to change something, you will. And if you aren't changing something, it's because in this very moment, you actually don't want to change it because you haven't flipped the switch. Now, I'm going to do a whole other series about how do you flip the switch? Because frankly, right now, I just did it again and I've flipped the switch in my life many times, but I'm studying now what it actually takes me to flip the switch. Okay. So I don't really have the answer to the, how do you flip your own switch? Cause I'm still trying to figure out how to flip mine without life having to send me something like COVID to get me to do it. I'm still figuring that out. Once I figure that out though, I'm going to teach about it, but here's what I'm going to say. I can't yet tell you what it takes to orchestrate the internal flipping of the switch within yourself. I don't yet know the answer to that, but here's what I do know. Every time you go to the complaining mode of, I know what I want to change. I know what needs to change. And I don't know why I'm not changing it. Here's my call to action to you. Instead of bitching about it, get up in that moment that you're about to complain about it and, and just waste time talking and take one little mini action to actually change it. That's it. Don't think about it. Don't second guess it. Don't say, well, what should I do? No, 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 no. If you want to lose weight and you find yourself saying, I know I want to lose weight and I can't take it. Drink water. There you go. That's one, that's one tiny, tiny step on the way to the journey. Drink some water. Stop bitching. Drink some water. You, you know that you're in a job that you don't like. You know you want the freedom to build your own business. The moment you start bitching to yourself about, oh my goodness, why? Why am I not starting my own business? You know what I want you to do? Create the name of your LLC. Go online to your state's website. Fill out the LLC paperwork. File the, the LLC designation. Do something little. Start a business bank account. Get a P.O. box. Order some business cards. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, this is not rocket science. I'm not asking you to be all on board when I still can't really tell you what it takes to flip the switch. I can tell you it feels amazing once the switch flips. I can't tell you yet what it takes. I'm going to figure that out though. What I can tell you though is you, we waste so much life energy ruminating about all the things we know need to change in our lives, ruminating about all the things we're doing wrong in our relationships, in our lives, in our, you know, and in the way we, we just, the way we show up to things, instead of ruminating about the way you're not showing up for life and for other people and for your business, why don't you, instead of ruminating about it, which is so much wasted energy, do something. I'm not saying take a major step because you don't get to the major step part until the switch is flipped. Okay. The major stuff doesn't happen until you flip that switch and you go all in. And I still can't explain exactly how to do that manually as opposed to waiting for life to put you in a position for that. But you can take the little steps. You can say, you know what? I'm a horrible communicator in my relationship. So let me sign up with a therapist and let me schedule my first appointment. Boom. Next step. Rather than rumination, you can say, 
Um, I'm not getting enough clients in my business. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to make more money. Blah, 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 blah. You know what you can do? You can go write a blog post and share the link to your website on it. You can go send an email to somebody for their podcast and ask to be interviewed by them so you can market your business. I could give you a thousand of these little things you could be doing instead of sitting in a chair somewhere or commuting to work or, you know, in between business calls for your business, you're sitting here thinking, man, I got to change this and I got to change this. And why am I not doing waste of time, total waste of time. And here's what I'm going to say at the end of the day. It's unfortunate that some of us are waiting to feel ready before we change the things in our lives that we need to change. And I'm just going to lay down a truth that a lot of people don't want to say, uh, but now at 43, I'm coming to figure out is really, really true. You don't have forever to get this right. Let me say that again. You don't have forever to get this right. So if you're going to say, well, I'm just going to wait until I feel ready. I'm going to wait for the right time. You might get to your deathbed and the right time never came. You might get to the point where you can no longer do the things you once wanted to do because you're 87 and you're in a wheelchair and you can't run a marathon anymore like you wanted to, and you can't compete in a fitness competition like you wanted to. And time has run out for those particular dreams because you spent 40 years before that debating on why am I not changing what, why am I not doing what I want to stop that? Because you know what? Life goes by so quickly. It is over in the blink of an eye. And at the end of the day, the only person who's going to regret all the things that you didn't pursue and all the things that you didn't handle and all the things that you didn't change, the only person who's going to have to regret that and be responsible for the consequences of that in this lifetime and the next is you. Only one is you. So while I used to teach that, you know, it's never too late and I still believe it's never too late to start something new. There are parts of your life that you don't get to start new once you hit a certain age. There are certain goals and dreams that go away once you hit a certain point. So if you're going to spend the rest of your life waiting to feel ready to change what you know needs to change, let me tell you something that I don't need a crystal ball to see. You're going to get to the end of your life and there will be many dreams that you left on the table because you didn't handle it when you were young enough to handle it. And a lot of people don't want to say that because they want to point to people, you know, the KFC guy who started after he got his first, I think, medic, you know, first retirement check. They want to point to Louise L. Hay, which I've done many times, who built Hay House, you know, Hay House Publishing House, I think in her 60s. She started writing in her 40s, been in her 60s. Th those are great examples. But there are certain dreams and goals that if you don't seize on them now, you won't be able to do them in your 60s. Having children is a great example of that. So here's what I'm going to say to you. The reason you're not changing the things you know you need to change is because deep down, truth be told, if, if, if I was just talking to your soul, the reality is the reason you're not changing the things that you know you need to change, it's not fear. Don't use that as an excuse. It's not shame. Don't use it as an excuse. It's not that you don't know what to do. Please stop giving me that excuse. It's this. You don't want to right now. And the sooner you admit it to your, I don't want to change this crappy whatever. You fill in the blanks. As soon as you admit that to yourself, you have a certain level of freedom because at least you're owning your role in all of this. 
And when the, the switch flips and you actually really, truly, deeply feel compelled to change and the stakes are high enough to change, trust me, you will part the Red Seas to do it. What You will move boulders. You, you, you literally, you won't even see obstacles. You will see the next milestone and you will hop over that thing. And so if you're not doing that right now, it's not because you don't know what needs to be done. It's not because you lack motivation. Don't even get me started on motivation. I don't believe in it. Um, You know why you're not doing it? Because you don't want to. You don't want to. And so the pain of staying is less than the pain of changing. And you look at both on the inside of yourself, even though you never say it to yourself, and you go, oh, I'll take the pain that I know rather than the pain that I know is going to be more than the pain that I know. Face it. Because the sooner you face it, the more you can take responsibility for where you are, the more you can take ownership for all the things you're not doing, and the more you can stop ruminating about the why, why, why. Why am I not changing? You know what? You're not changing because you don't want to. Period. And I know there are going to be people who say to me, but I do want to. That's why I keep ruminating about why I don't want to. Here's the thing. <clears throat> and I'm going to wrap up this episode because you're going to get me going down a whole other lane if I stay on this tangent. Excuses are valid, but you can't build a life on them. Okay? Excuses are very valid. Most excuses have a ton of validity to them, but you can't build a life on them. So I don't want to hear all the excuses you tell yourself every day. I have had two years of excuses about why I'm not doing fitness competition prep. Trying to have a baby. That goes against trying to have a baby. I want to be sure, you know, I want, I, I could give you a thousand excuses I've given myself for the last two years. And after getting COVID, my, my switch just flipped. And I said, you know what? No more excuses. There will always be a holiday where there will be foods that I want to eat that I can't. There will always be a vacation. There, I could give you a litany of things that if a baby comes, it'll show up and I'll manage and adjust. The reality is either I want this thing or I don't. Either I want to be an IFBB bikini pro or I don't. Because the reality is every day that I spend not doing the things that I know I need to do to get there, that's a day when I'm saying to myself, the universe and everyone else, I don't want to be a pro. And every day that I commit and go all in and do the work and eat the meals, yes, it's boring, chicken and broccoli and chicken and broccoli and steak and carrots and egg whites and protein shakes, it's boring as hell. But every day that I stay on that path and every day that I lift those weights and every day that I do my cardio every single pound that I'm losing every single week, that's a day where I'm saying to the world without ever having to say a word, I'm doing this because I'm choosing to. I'm changing this because I want to change it because I'm doing it. So yeah, your excuses are valid, but you can't build a life on them. So the next time you go to, to, to have the pity party of, I don't know why I'm not changing what I know I need to change in my life and my relationships and my business and my career. Cry me a river. Build a bridge and get over it. The reason you're not changing what you know you need to change right now is because you don't want to. Accept it, own it, and then make a new decision. That's all I have to say. I'm done talking with this. This is just, I'm done with excuses from myself and from you. We, we are, we are living still in a pandemic. The time for excuses are over. Your life is short. And I hope you understand that it's so short that you don't have even one more second to tell yourself another excuse. 
The reason you're not changing what you know you need to change is because right now in this moment, you don't want to. And the only person who's going to make you want to is you. You are the power in your life. So, you know, geez Louise, use it. Use your own power to make yourself want to be who you know you're capable of being and stop bitching about all the reasons why you're not. Nobody has time for that. Cry me a river. Next. Thank you, next. What did Ariana say? Thank you, next. Get to it. You came here for great things. You came here to share your brilliance with the world. And every moment you spend ruminating about why you're not changing the things you need to change, you aren't sharing any brilliance with anybody. You are keeping it to yourself, which is the most selfish thing you could do. Cry me a river, build a bridge, and get over the damn thing already. All right. I've said it all. I'm done. I'm done. And on a future episode, I'm going to talk to you about fitness competition prep. Although I'm, I'm, I'm a week in, all dialed in all in, uh, probably at the six month to nine month mark when I really uh, physically look different. It's going to be juicy. Um, I will certainly share it. I'm so excited and it's so done in my mind, which means it's already done in my body. It's just got to catch up with my mind. I will be sharing that journey on this podcast as well. Not yet. Six months from now, nine months, maybe. I want to see a real transformation before I just, you know, spend a juicy episode talking about it, but I'm getting there. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this brand new episode of She Runs the Show. I look forward to talking to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.